you know, I, I like what comes to me is, is what I call the buffet of life. And we need to experience a buffet. If you walked into a, an all-you-can-eat restaurant and there was chicken and salad on the table, but they promoted, hey, here's a buffet, you're going to be pretty disappointed, right? Because it's chicken and salad. Yeah. And you want the buffet. You want, you want different foods. You want desserts. You want the, everything that comes with it. That's Tim Neal. He's a men's transformation coach. In this episode, we discuss healthy male culture and why you shouldn't wait 20 years to cry. I'm Martin Salgado, and this is the Art of Influence podcast. I'm Martin Salgado. I'm an entrepreneur, digital marketer, and founder of Influential Agency. I started this podcast to talk about marketing, mindset, and mindfulness, share a little bit about my journey and talk to other entrepreneurs uh, to try to share the value that we have to uh, help you take your life or business to the next level. Right now, let's hop into my conversation with Tim. Thank you for sharing this time with us, man. I appreciate it. Man, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having so, me. Yeah, man. I kind of wanted to just get into it. Um, I, I kind of want to know a little bit about your journey, man. How did you, I love hearing the entrepreneurial journeys, how people became entrepreneurs, how people kind of uh, went that route. What's, you know, tell me your story. How did you end up becoming an entrepreneur and coach? Yeah, well, my, my journey started as an athlete. At 13 years old, I played in Australia Rugby League, which is a little bit like hockey on, on, a, on a field. Um, and there's no pads and it's just physical. And I started, I, I played as a youngster. And then all through my teenage years, all I wanted to do was be a professional athlete, be a professional footballer, as we call it. And went down that track and um, went semi-professional there. And it taught me so many great things. It taught me determination and hard work and having a goal and vision and all those wonderful things. And then what happened was I didn't actually make it pro and it actually gutted me. I remember the call, you know, the team letting me go and I was, was completely numb because I had no idea what my life meant, who I was outside of this identity that I built around being an athlete. Mm. I moved into fitness from there, sort of a natural progression and worked for a decade in health and fitness as, as a personal trainer, as a mentor, as a speaker, and then slowly transitioned into being a coach. Uh, it just so happened that the more clients I worked with, I started talking to them more about what was happening in their personal lives and they'd come in and do, would do a great workout, but it would be all about what's happening outside of the gym. And yeah. I was fortunate enough to have some really brilliant coaching uh, a few years ago around some, some, I wanted to grow my business then and also around some relationship issues too. And I felt the power of coaching. I thought, wow, I love this. This is something that I can do. And Bit by bit, I was falling out of sort of passion with with health and fitness, wanting to do that for for my career, for my for my job, for my mission, uh, and I transitioned into being a full time coach. And now I'm so grateful, man, because I get to do it every single day. And I've been going on six years as a full time coach, uh, specialising in men's transformation coaching. And man, I'm blessed. And it's it's awesome. Man, that's that's awesome, man. That's a great story. Um... It's kind of interesting, like I, I've talked to people that have competed on like a higher level. Um, and it's so interesting, just like the mindset that you have to kind of have to just compete on that level and um, to really kind of push yourself to at least even get to that level. Um, you know, do you see that 
that that kind of sticks with you even throughout that? Yeah, absolutely. There's common threads through, you know, let's just take my journey and so many other men and women these days, that athletic journey of the lessons that it teaches you are great life lessons. Now, I absolutely mm -hmm. believe that there are some things within that realm called being an athlete or sport that aren't as whole. So that's been a part of my journey is making, is really doing the work on me, doing the deep inner work to become more whole as a human, as a man, as a partner, as a parent, all those roles that we play. So yeah. I, I believe that one of the biggest things we've been an, an ex-athlete is the mindset, is the determination that that brings, is set a goal and go for it, which is this real masculinity within us and this energy within us that's it's really powerful for, for men especially. Yeah, for sure. I, I completely agree with you. I know that you're you're a men's uh, transformational coach, and uh, you talk about like a healthy male culture. Um, you know, what is that kind of the more holistic approach to that? Like you're saying with all of the roles that men play, um, like as a whole, is that what you're what you're talking about when you talk about that? Yeah, I think it's a responsibility and obligation for you know the modern man, or we can call it a conscious man, and everyone's on their own path, and I'm very empathetic to that. Um, but mm -hmm. what I mean by when I talk about this, this role model of a, a healthy masculine man is being whole. And mm -hmm. I mean, just looking to grow. It doesn't, we're not after perfection here. And, you know, I like to say it's, it's progress over perfection. It's about these, what I call MEPs. It's about mental fitness, emotional fitness, physical fitness, and also spiritual fitness. And wherever you're at with that, what I'm finding, and this has been a big part of my journey, is there's usually one of those mental, emotional, physical, spiritual parts of one's life and especially the male life that may let's just call it underperforming just aren't quite isn't quite at the level of what it could be so we put some mm -hmm. focus there and we do the deep inner work and we just learn to what I, I like i like to say is awaken we start to awaken we start to expand and from that standpoint then we start to evolve as a man and then we can go from within into those different roles that we play in our life whether it be the coach right. whether it be the parent whether it be the father whether it be the boyfriend whatever role you're playing hmm. yeah I, that's that's interesting because i was I've, I've been reading uh Brene brown's book and she talks a lot about like um you know vulnerability and all of that is the is the main hmm. topic of the book but um it talks a little bit about men's vulnerability and i never really thought about that as a as as a man and our inability to be vulnerable in certain situations um and how that kind of plays a, a big difference in our relationships with people, um, you know, the, the careers that we choose, the paths that we choose, the things that we do, um, is it kind of kind of comes full circle to vulnerability and really like empathy, compassion for, for something like that too. Is that something that you kind of see also? Massively. And I just want to honor you for reading that book. And Breno Brown's <laughs> work is, is, is amazing, man, because when she talks into vulnerability and shame as well and just understanding that, that we're, we're equal. Men and women are very, very equal, yet we're different. We're not yeah. the same. And one of men's biggest fears is the vulnerability piece and being vulnerable because most of us, and I know this <laughs> purely from my own experience of then coaching hundreds if not thousands of men over the years, that vulnerability in most men's world equals weakness. And if we're vulnerable and if we go historically yeah. into ev evolutionary times, if we're weak, we're dead. Not only we're dead, but the tribe's dead, that our community's dead, our women, our babies are dead. So we'll do anything to protect our strength. Now, over, over time, 
vulnerability has been this sort of blanket to say, well, if we're vulnerable, we're weak and we can't be weak rather than removing that and reframing and seeing vulnerability as a real strength and total transparency here, man. Like, even though I, I, I love personal development and growth, there are, there are times where I'm struggling with vulnerability. I struggle with vulnerability just like every other hu- male and I, I say human as well because I don't want to be seen as weak. Yeah. But it's such growth. Yeah. There's such discoveries and evolution when we can keep pushing that edge and keep being more vulnerable in safe containers so we can grow and develop. For sure. I, I, I really think that like vulnerability and the ability to be vulnerable is kind of more of like a self-exploration of, um, you know, the things that you feel vulnerable about. Um, and also like the kind of the things that the outside forces that make you feel vulnerable also. Um, and, and really kind of how that boils down to the fear of, of life in general. Um, so I, I'm totally with you on, on that, man. I think that that makes a huge difference, especially for men and especially for women also, because, you know, we're, we are different, but we still battle and we struggle with the same things, but in different ways. Mm. Absolutely agree with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're, you said that you're, you're really into personal development. I'm into personal development too. Um, you know, what are, what are some of the like main influences for you, um, in your personal development? journey yeah man i've been so so privileged to have so many great mentors over the years one being tony robbins being deep into his work and um you know into the events and everything that he has to offer another great mentor has been dr john d martini he's been awesome i've also over the years like pulled pulled things from spiritual teachings as well uh, i think you know there's so many incredible resources out there such as different books um let me think who else is, uh, you know, like the work of Byron Katie for one is just phenomenal with understanding our thoughts. Um, I've been lucky enough to, you know, work with some of the, the greatest guys in what I believe in the world around men's work, you know, men's wisdom work being one, just being able to dive into like this, this realm of like, how, how do men transform their lives? I know that personal development is so general and it's beautiful in its own right. But right. that's what led me down the path of connecting with some of these really inspirational men's coaches and realizing, well, you know, I'm a man. Uh, it's not that I don't like coaching women. I absolutely do. And I've, you know, I, I was coaching women a lot. Um, right. But I, I really feel that when we can, when we can really awaken as a man, when we can start to expand and, and then evolve ourselves, we don't just make a difference to ourselves. We make a difference mm-hmm. to those people in our lives, whether it's our wives, our families whether it's our kids whether it's you know younger teenage males and we start to not only change ourselves and our own families but we start to change community and humanity in a greater in a greater good so that's what really drew me there through a lot of different influential and amazing mentors yeah and and i think that um the community around that also because i know you have a community um for for men also um but i just feel like that that kind of aspect of community really kind of makes it easier uh, for men to really kind of take that journey of, you know, finding out who they are and who they are in the world and also their strengths, weaknesses, and how they can actually kind of improve that as a whole. Um, I know that in, you know, my community, I I do have a lot of like younger cousins or friends and um, that are younger men that are either kind of coming out of high school or really kind of looking for, that next thing um you know what do you think is what do you think is something that 
those men kind of have to really look at when they're going into either finding that finding that career for them or finding that path or finding that journey for people that are kind of just barely starting out on that hmm good question i'm just gonna sit on that for a moment because yeah. there are so many great there are so many paths yeah what comes to me is like we're all on our own path mine was the athletic path mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm one of five boys by the way oh, and if wow. i yeah, and I talk to my brothers pretty regularly these days, and we're all so different. And there's such an age range too. There's like, oh, I haven't done the math, but there's about 20 years age difference. And our path and is so different from when we we're younger. You know, I, I like what comes to me is is what I call the buffet of life, mm. and we need to experience a buffet. If you walked into a an all you can eat restaurant and there was chicken and salad on the table. But they promoted, hey, here's a buffet. You're gonna be pretty disappointed, right? Because it's chicken and salad. Yeah. And you want the buffet. You want you want different foods. You want desserts. You want the everything that comes with it. Mm-hmm. I think for any any young guy, ev- everyone's just doing their best. I truly believe that with right. the level of awareness and consciousness that we currently have. So the 21 year old version of me is very different than you know nearly 20 years on now. So if we look at that and we can have empathy for all of men and women, but empathy for people, and especially those starting out on the path. You know, life can be scary. Life's what you make it, but it's also, there's, yeah. there's this element of survival and, and, and am I safe? One of our deepest questions. Yeah. So to follow the path and to, and to start your buffet. Like I started working at 17. I worked at Pizza Hut. I love pizza. I was an athlete working at Pizza Hut, so there's a, some conflicting beliefs there. However, I loved it. I've got some really fond memories from starting that journey. And then I started, you know, yeah. moving into different jobs and careers. And I wish I had the answer to like, hey, if, if you know, the young man just did this, he'd be good. It's not there. I think the buffet is important, just experiencing things. Having a really supportive parental network is, is so important as well. All parents are just doing this, their best. And I was blessed because my mom and dad gave me enormous opportunity and gave all of my brothers as well great opportunity. Now, not everyone's born into that. I'm really empathetic towards that. But ideally, if you if you if you do luck out and get incredible parents who are like, hey, go for it, then all of a sudden you can expand upon that path of life, that buffet. You don't just have to settle for the chicken. Now, not everyone's born into that. So I think, you know, there there comes a time in every person's life that if we do want more, if we want to ask deeper questions, then that's the next journey, whether it's down personal development, whether it's through another path, to continually grow and expand. So that's I'm not sure if that exactly answers the question, but that's sort of where no, I went. I feel like that. I feel like that was great because it's, it's true. Like there's a constant evolution of life and um, mm. you kind of have to experience new things and at least try new things and trust, trust kind of the journey that you're on um, and not just stick with that chicken salad just because it's the first thing that you see. Um, but really kind of expand upon that and, and kind of, especially uh, for younger, younger men or, or younger people in general that are, that are just starting out on, on their life journey. You know, you started out at pizza. I started out at McDonald's, you know, um, <laughs> and it's, it's, and there was so much stuff that I learned there um, that I still carry, carry with me here. Um, and everything that's, and everything in between has kind of made me who I am. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people don't really understand that how, how people evolve as people 
throughout throughout the time that they're here on earth like you know this 16 year old me is totally different than who i am now and you know 20 years from now i will be a completely different person than i am now and it's just trusting that you know no matter what it is like you're going to you have to just trust that journey and trust that evolutionary process yeah absolutely man something that i'd love to add to that mm. is is the role model so often so often as young men we don't have great role models and that's yeah. not to point the finger or to blame because the people in our lives are doing the best that they can. And what tends to happen is, and coming back to the start of the conversation around the wholeness, the wholeness yeah. of who we are as, as people, as a human, if we look at, well, you know, we could look at rites of passage as a man, or did, did we go through our rites of passage or, and most men these days don't because we do live right. in different times. However, I think there's so much wisdom there if we understand that there's sort of two parts. And just to keep it really simple, if we look at the yin and the yang, the masculine and the feminine, the energetics that lie within all men and women, we can understand that each, each young man is going to be influenced more from a feminine perspective, which is usually the motherly love, that nurturing, that support, or from the masculine love, mm -hmm. more from that challenge, more from that, hey, let's let right. toughness, that firmness. Both play really pivotal roles in growing as a, as a young boy into a man yet so often we don't get healthy doses of both we get one or the other we get you know the single mom doing yeah. the absolutely best and then the, the the son goes off to school and 80 90 percent of teachers are women now feminine energy is beautiful yet to a masculine yeah. masculine boy and we're not talking about gender specifically we're just talking more about an energy this is a deeper conversation but i just wanted to bring this across because then that boy may grow up with disconnected from his core of being a masculine young boy because of the feminine influences. The opposite can also be true. Mm. Also the boy grows up and all he gets is the tough love from his dad. That's stoic approach. And he grows up with very minimal understanding of emotion with very minimal understanding of what real love and support is from a nurturing sense, because he didn't get that feminine feminine love as a child. Maybe his mum wasn't, wasn't emotionally there or his mum, his mum was always working and he didn't get held. So there's so many flavors of it, but the sooner I believe that a young man can recognize, huh, what is it that may be missing from an energetic standpoint and then source that, bringing great mentors or great role models to help expand, all of a sudden he becomes more whole. So he's no longer scared of emotion, say on one side and, and don't know how to deal with that. On the other side, he's, he's no longer, you know, he's got a backbone. He's got some real strength and drive and determination in, in him as well. And that's, right. that's been my, my journey my whole life. And I'm still undertaking that journey and pulling out stuff. But I, I just wanted to bring that across because I think it's so important from a young man understanding that or at least his influences understanding that to help him on his path. Yeah, no, I, I love how you put that, that it's, it's an energy, you know, like there's the masculine energy and the feminine energy, um, you know, because I have, I have some very strong women in my life. I've, I've been very fortunate to grow up around a lot of really strong women in my life. And, um, you know, I've, some of, some of them are very nurturing. Um, and some of them are very, are very tough. And so it isn't necessarily like, um, like genders, but it's also, it's just that energy that they have, you know, that they give to you and the love that they share for you. Um, because it's all it's all it all boils down to love and like you said everybody is doing the, the best they can and everybody's trying to 
you know, play the roles that they feel like they need to play for somebody sometimes. Um, so I love that you put that as, as an energy versus like gender roles, you know, because that's not what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's, you know, if, if we look at some of the experts who really study this and, and um, this has been a topic, the masculine feminine dynamics been a, a deep topic of mine for many years now. We're looking roughly around 80% of men will be more masculine in their core mm-hmm. and 80% of women will be more mass, more feminine, sorry, in their core. Now that doesn't mean, and I like to think of it as a dance. It's an absolute dance between the different energies in moment to moment in one's life, whether you're identified as being male or female. Um, right. So yeah, it really is an energetic game, like a North and South pole, like the positive and negative of a magnet. That's, that's how, how it, you know, the truth of the matter, not so much around gender. Yeah. And, and it is, it is really kind of a, um, I guess an introspective look to be able to kind of identify what, what energy you're not only giving out, um, but also the energy that you kind of that you need in your life to kind of help you grow beyond that. Yeah, man, for sure. This what? is a deep topic, and we could do a deep dive on masculine <laughs> feminine dynamics. <laughs> You're gonna get me started. Uh, oh, it is. It's it's a back and forth. It's the energy you're exuding, and then you can look at any relationship that you have, whether it's a professional relationship and or a romantic relationship, and even more so in romantic relationship for polarity for that you know, that energy of attraction. So when we start playing and understanding first and foremost about our own energetics, and then we can actually give the gift of that to others in our life. So knowing, you know, what your partner may need and when based on if she's a feminine woman, or maybe she's more of a masculine woman or a masculine guy, what they're really searching for and what's really going to ignite and light their core up, their, their energy, that becomes a real gift. And again, it's a dance and <laughs> I get it wrong all the time. However, when, when, you, when you connect to that and you own that within yourself, then all of a sudden it just breeds this deeper level of acceptance. Yeah. This deeper level of acceptance for yourself as a man or a woman and for another, whoever, whoever you're in relation with. And it's a really exactly. beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is. What, what role do you think that like um, mindfulness kind of plays within that? Because I, I feel like, I feel like, being mindful of um, of that energy, being mindful as a person, you kind of get that that introspective or that kind of distance from that emotion or distance from that energy. And sometimes just that distance from that energy, not identifying with it, but just kind of taking the step back, seeing it, understanding it, and then being able to channel it. Um, you know, do you think that, that mindfulness kind of plays a, a bigger role in, in that? Yeah, I do. Um, just for clarity's sake, like, what do you what do you mean by mindfulness? Because that's you know it's a big thing, and what's it it's sort a, of? It's a, big, it's a big. So, so for me, mindfulness is always kind of um, being able to being able to see an emotion or see something and not necessarily identify with it, um, mm-hmm. but just kind of um, channel your energy through it. I guess. You know, so like if something were to happen in your in your life, you know, you you see it, you you feel it, um, you kind of not identify with it, kind of get some distance away from it. So this way, you're not necessarily involved in it. Because I know that, like, um, we always say like I'm angry, you know, as opposed to like there is anger, you know, and I and I yes. feel like there's there's a huge difference in that because if I am angry 
then I identify as somebody who is angry in this moment. Um, whereas I'm identifying as somebody where that understands that there is anger present. Um, so for me, that's kind of mindfulness as a whole is just being able to um, go through life and kind of just as the observer and not necessarily as just the person that's living through life. Beautiful. Thank you. For, thank you for that, Martin, because it makes a lot more sense because what I'm hearing here is it's more of this awareness piece. It's being aware, it's being that observer, right. that witness or the watcher behind whatever emotion is present. And this is some of my favorite work yeah. when we start to come into embodiment. And, you know, if we, if we go back to that mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, that emotional, and they all tie together, but understanding emotion, having emotional awareness and intelligence or mindfulness, as you put it, is just so key. Right. It's just so key in, in one's life. If they're, if they're looking to grow and expand and develop, if they're not, that's cool. But you know, you and I, and those who are watching this, they're going to have that sort of thread through them. Right. So the way I, I look at that is I love how you separated the, the self-identification. There's a very big difference is I am when we start stating I am because it links to our identity. And one of the deepest, deepest drivers in, in the human psyche is to stay congruent with our identity, whoever we think we are. Now, a couple of ways I sort of think of this, and I'm just going to sort of, you know, freestyle with you here, but one is on the micro, like in the moment, you know, when I'm working with clients, that's not a big deal. But if it starts to become a pattern, then we start, I start seeing, Hey, is that something that you really want? And if it is, Okay, stay with it. But if it isn't, let's do some, let's do some work around that. So I like to look at it as like creating space and separation, just like you mentioned, being the awareness and being mindful of what is actually happening. Now, when we start looking at the emotion itself, that's more of some of that coming back to the masculine feminine dynamic. That's more of like the feminine energy within us because feminine energy is like flow. Think of it as a big storm. Yeah. You know, often, you know, we've all, we all have women in our life where they're just, they just come in and boom, it's like a massive storm. Most guys make the mistake of trying to tame the storm. Hey, settle down, calm down, don't worry about the storm, as opposed to just put your raincoat on, man, and let the storm go. You're not going to yeah. fight the storm. And then usually after a storm, what is there? There's a beautiful rainbow. If you can weather the storm. So that's we have that within us within us as well, that that emotion comes through us. And most guys are so disconnected, and this was me. I was so disconnected from my emotion, I didn't know what that was. So I stayed in this middle ground. I wouldn't go too excited or joyful or happy up, up on the pleasure side. And I also wouldn't go into the pain side, that deeper sadness, shame and anger. Those darker emotions, they're all just emotion. They're all just like this, this beautiful storm within us. And if we can learn to create space of separation, if we can learn to understand, ah, this is just some anger. This is just sadness. This is just an energy within me. I worked yesterday with a, with a, with a client and we're, do, we're doing some real deep shame work and it was just energy. But so often we attach events and people and circumstances and situations to this energy within us. We start reliving the past and the really cool thing, or not cool, I won't say cool. The really crazy thing is then we project into the future and that's called anxiety and worry. And it's just the energy within us yeah. instead of learning some emotional 101. But I know in Australia, there's not an emotional 101 class at school. We're not taught this emotional one-on-one, no, this intelligence no. and this awareness. We're going to learn it ourselves. So that's a beautiful way you put it, that mindfulness and sitting behind it. Now, when you bring directionality in, that's masculine energy. If you can sit with the energy and just be with it, 
you're, you're using more of that masculine, um, that femininity within you. But then when you start to channel, as you say it, and go, okay, I'm going to use this anger, I'm going to use this excitement, whatever energy is present or emotion, because emotion is just energy in motion. When we start channeling that and using direction with it, boom, we kick into our masculine energy, which is more like a train on a track, point A to point yeah. B, more linear. So okay. hopefully that's that's sort of my thoughts and, and feelings around that. No, that's 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 great, man. That's really good. I, I love how you know how you put that this stuff can be learned, you know, because we're not we're not taught this stuff in school and guilt, shame, um, anger are huge emotions when it comes for or to people in general, but especially for men. Um, you know, we we tend to just kind of bury things and I guess kind of get stuck in those patterns of, of just ruminating on things, you know, like I feel like everybody does, but it seems like an underlying thing for men is like just shame and guilt and fear and anger and all the things and, and not being able to really kind of vocalize that or, um, or at least even understand that, you know, 100%. I remember yes. I was about 12 years old and I don't know what I was angry about, but I felt really angry. And I went to my bedroom floor and I, I knelt on the floor and I started crying. And it popped in and said, this is weakness. A few, a few curse words in there too. But this is weakness. I'll never do this again. Yeah. Because of this, this anger within me and below anger is usually hurt and sadness. And then I shut off. I didn't shed one tear for 20 years. True story. Yeah. Man, that's that's powerful, man. And, and I think that that is something that a lot of men kind of learn at a very young age is that you're it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to um, show yes. like, quote unquote, weakness, you know, um, and that's not really what it what it's about. It's it seems that that vulnerability and that being able to actually cry to process that emotion is really kind of where where that power actually comes from absolutely and that's talking to vulnerability yeah now it took me 20 years to understand that and really start to do the work on me and allow myself and give myself the permission to go to those emotions to go to anger to go to sadness to go to shame go to guilt because we all carry that around if we don't process like you said yeah. and it's such a gift it's such a gift when you can hold space or be held in that space and that everything's allowed and invited. And that's one of the biggest things that, you know, when I work with my men about is that everything is invited and there is nothing wrong here. You can cry, you don't have to, but let's just see what comes up for you. So we can process some of that energy, some of that emotion that's being stored there, which is holding you back in your life. Yeah. So Man. it's a beautiful gift. To that's, be able to do beautiful. That. that's beautiful. Especially just to have that safe space for, to kind of be in, you know, Man, Tim, I thank you for sharing these words of wisdom with us. Um, and you're doing great work, man. Like, I feel like the stuff that you're doing is, is really powerful. And, and a lot of things that I guess men as a whole don't really kind of take the time to understand about themselves or even think that, that there's a place for this. So thank you. As a man, as a human being, I really appreciate the work that you're doing and really the message that you're putting out, man. I really Thank you, Martin. I'm going to receive that and, and really say thank you. Thank um, you, man. And thank um, you for having me on here. And uh, if there's anything else that I can do to serve or support you, please let me know and your audience as well. 
Thank you. Thank you, Tim. I'm truly grateful for you, man. I'm very grateful for you. I know that our everybody that's watching is grateful for you and your time. Um, go follow him. Check out his his Instagram. Um, I'm going to post this. It'll be in the bio. Um, Tim Neal underscore coach. Um, have fun in Hawaii, man. How long are you staying out there forever? Or are you going back to Australia? Is that the plan? I'm back and forth. You know, I'm here with my partner and, and son, and uh, it's beautiful here. Aloha in Hawaii. And but Australia, Australia is, you know, this it's where I'm from, and I'll be back there eventually. Um, yeah, it's still a work in progress. Yeah, there's you know, there's worse places to be to and from, you know, Australia and Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, Tim. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, and uh, have a good rest of your day. Thank you, brother. Take care. Bye. Vulnerability does not equal weakness. In fact, embracing that vulnerability and the duality of the both masculine and feminine energies, we can become a more full person. Thanks for taking the time and listening to this podcast and uh, this conversation that I had with Tim Neal. I will leave his uh, information in the show notes. Hope you gain something from it. And uh, if you want to connect with me, you can add me on Instagram at Martin J. Salgado. Uh, if you want to work with me and try to uh, take your company to the next level, go ahead and visit my company's website, influentialagency.co. And remember that your journey to greatness begins with the first step.